Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Bright and early here from the turquoise desk. As you can tell, I haven't talked yet this morning. We are overlooking Boca Ciega Bay on a beautiful sunny morning, and it's 62. And I have the deck to the balcony open and a nice breeze, and I just saw a dolphin dancing in the bay, which I take as a good sign. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather for February 20th, 2020. So we've got this lovely, lovely manifesting energy out there in the sky with Venus and Mars continuing to dance with each other. Uh, They met last week. They're going to meet again up on uh, March uh, 6th. And right now they're working on finishing things up. The planets are all in a little clump over on the... uh, between Capricorn and Aries, right, that whole section, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, and Aries, a little bit of Taurus there. And today they're all reporting into the moon in uh, Pisces, but eventually the moon will be over on their side of the deal in a couple of days, and they're all still on that same side of the node, but they're tightening up. They're forming a bundle over the next few days. And what bundles are is the planets are all trapped between a trine, so there's the Capricorn planets, and then there's the trine to Uranus, and they're all there in the middle. Bundle planets are concentrations. So we're going to enter a really concentrated phase this next week, and uh, we're going to be working with it. on a, you know, You're going to feel it a little intensely. It's going to feel like everything's pushing you to move forward. Push, push, push. Mars is approaching. Uh, he's approaching a sextile to... Uh, uh, Neptune, and so he's going to say, hey, let's work on this, let's get this moving, let's get this dream up in the air. And, and of course, he and Venus have recently met up to finish up stuff. They're met up in Capricorn, and they're going to have another meeting on March 6th to start new stuff. So you're going to really feel like you got to make decisions about old things and get them either out the door. Uh, what my friend Judy says that eliminate, automate, or delegate uh, this is that week, this next couple weeks, actually, through the 6th of March. Like, okay, you're keeping it, you're getting rid of it. What are you doing with it? Because you're feeling the pressure to move forward. And some of the stuff you may not be ready to quite be done with, uh, but just turn away from it and go focus on the new stuff. All the planets are direct through May. So this is the, everything's moving quickly, rapidly, zoom, zoom, quick, quick. We don't have time to wait. We don't, you're going to feel a franticness in the sky which is okay. That's part of what the energy is when everybody's moving forward. And, uh, you know, here on Earth, whenever the planets are doing above, we feel below. As above, so below. As without, so within. So our job with this energy is to really listen to it and feel it flow. Sun went into Pisces. He's in Pisces now for 30 days. Well, he's been there two days already, so only 28 more. But Pisces, of course, is the season change. Uh, the last sign of the zodiac, uh, the last sign of the, you know, the year uh, for the northern hemisphere, and the growing season begins when the sun goes into Aries and crosses the equinox. It's the last bits of uh, of autumn or summer for our friends in the southern hemisphere when the sun crosses the Aries uh, ingress and it goes into fall. So there's a wrap-up energy. There's a feeling of transition happening. And because the sun is in Pisces, remember, we're really working very strongly with flow. Pisces rules the ocean, the tides in and out, in and out. And one of the things you know if you work on ocean or you work near water, that there's an inevitability about the tides. 
there's a predictability about them, even as they they shift and change. You know, down here in Florida, I watch the tides. I'm on the sixth floor. When I my dad had his place down here, I never noticed the tides. I mean, occasionally I'd see the sandbar in Boca Ciega Bay, but I didn't see the sand in the beach. From here, I can see the water go out, the water come back. And in the same way, we're really feeling the tides carry us along. It's not something to fight. It's something to flow with. It's something to gently grasp, to kind of sail along. And if you watch sailboats, they get the wind to carry them. So allow the wind over the next 28 days to carry you. Yeah, you can kick a little, you know, propel yourself, change your direction, steer the sails. But allow for the wind and allow yourself to feel gently carried along. It's not an active sun. It's a dreamy, drifty, visionary sun that wants us to vision things. Uh, In the growing seasons, especially, you know, a few hundred years ago, we didn't have heat, we didn't have electricity. Um, We would sit by the fire and we would do our needlepoint, we'd do our poetry, we'd do our music was a time there was no work in the field, there was no work in the community, and we would we would take care of each other and hang. You know, your neighbor was out of food, You'd, you know, there was no Publix or Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. He'd come over and say, hey, I'm a little hungry. You'd go, well, you know, I got some apples in the, in the root cellar, let me give them to you. There was, there's a shift in the energy, there's a, a quietness to it. And in the same time, the Capricorn planets are marching forward, the Venus and Mars. They're busy doing their thing. But the sun is very uh, reflective in Pisces. It's very, um, like, what is it I'm dreaming? What is the purpose of my life? Great, you know, these are the great questions we ask when we have time from our busy life. And Pisces asks them of us. He says, hey, what's going on? Last week, Pluto trined the North Node in Taurus. So he encouraged us to look at our evolutionary path, to look at how we've been evolving under his guidance and his transformational quality. And he also said to us, you know, you've done okay. You know, wherever you are is okay. And if you don't like it, and I've had a few people this last week going, I look, you know, I look at what I've done, I, I'm not happy. I'm like, well, you know, Pluto always encourages us to think about where we want to change things. He's us evaluating things either through our own lens or someone pointing things out to us. And he wants us with the trine to take action. He says, well, if you're not happy with it, you know, you're the only one that can change it. And that is true. (laughs) And then we kind of go, but, 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 and yeah, that's true. You're the only one that can shift it. So, Your job with this is to recognize there's a minor grand trine forming in the heavens. It's going to go on for a while until Pluto gets past uh, his sextile to Neptune. And the minor grand trine is with Pluto and the north node and Neptune. So they're inviting us to shift our dream. Now, interestingly, today, February 20th, is the Pluto return of the United States. Um, and so we're seeing the dream shifting. You know, we want to, of course, we're seeing the geopolitical situation up and running uh, with what's going to happen with Ukraine and Russia and NATO and us and the world. And so we're watching this 
shift, this transformation that we're all involved in as spectators here on planet Earth. But you're also having this in your own life. So it's looking and saying, gee, where, what house is my Taurus house? What house is being asked to grow? Now, it's been getting a lot of change this year because Uranus kind of amplified it, kind of woke it up. Actually, it's been getting change since March of 2019. It, you know, and Uranus doesn't like being in Taurus a whole lot because he's Earth. You know, if you, you know, you blow up something, it goes up, it comes down. You know, and Uranus is kind of like, Earth just comes right back where I blew it up from. It doesn't really change. And the answer is right. It doesn't. Other things when you blow them up like glasses and pictures and, you know, they go away. But there's a transformation that takes place. So where you've been transforming your life, the Taurus place, the universe is now saying, you know, it's time to start growing things in that area. You've been clearing it out. And now we're entering the Virgo phase of Uranus and Taurus, which is what are you doing? What's the work of transformation? And we're working in that space. So it's an interesting week. It's um, uh, It doesn't have horribly hard aspects, but it does have Mars sextiling Neptune, and, and we also have the Venus and Mars dance continuing, and Venus uh, sextiling Neptune. So the two of them are going to be um, active in terms of how we work. So Venus sextiles Neptune on the 24th, and Mars sextiles Neptune on the 23rd. Uh, and so they're both talking to the dream. They're both looking at the dream and saying, dream, what is it? Now, you know, I've been nagging you about this dream business for the whole um, last year or so. <laughs> Somebody goes, you keep saying, what's the dream? And I don't know what my dream is. I'm like, all right, all right. You know what your dream isn't? Because sometimes that's easier. It isn't this. This My dream is not this anymore. And then you go, oh, if that's not my dream, then let me remove my energy from it. Let me turn gently away from it. I don't have to invade the Ukraine to make my dream come true, although I might, but I do have to work and understand what the dream is and then work towards shifting it towards what I want. And I find that helps a lot because a lot of times you don't know that, you know, we do negative dream. I don't want that. Okay, well, what would you want? And understanding the lack of something or the not wanting, the antonym, not always, but frequently, is the other side. It's a polarity. You know, I don't want this. Well, what do you want? I want that. Okay, let's go in that direction. You know, I was aware of my eating patterns this week because my sister, you know, kind of eats the same thing every day. Because um, she likes to, I will just say, she likes to eat the same thing every day. And I buy a lot of different things. I put them in the refrigerator. Uh, and she goes, what are you going to have? I said, I don't know. And I'll, sometimes I'll say, I think I'm going to have the tilapia tonight. And then I decide I want eggs. <laughs> you know? So I said that. I think, I think I'm going to have the tilapia. And, you know, maybe some of the green beans. And then I cooked, uh, you know, a couple eggs and an English muffin. And she's like, what are you having? I said, I'm having eggs for breakfast, like my friend Carol and Case do over in the Netherlands. Eggs for breakfast. Uh, or breakfast for dinner. Uh, and uh, you're having eggs for dinner? I'm like, yeah. Um, and she's like, I thought you were having tilapia. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, tilapia just wasn't working for me. So I went the other way. And it was gentle. It was a tr- shift. But, you know, every time I'd say, I'd, oh, I don't know, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't decided what I'm eating yet. 
She said, how do you not know what you're not eating? How do you not know what you're eating? And I said, because I don't, that's one, not one of the, I have a moon in Pisces. It changes, changes, you know, 15 times a day. You know, it's not a stable moon and the tide carrying me in and out. So watch, 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 watch where the Neptune is saying, well, I know you thought you were going this way. But as Mars and Venus sextile me, they're going to they're gonna encourage you to go in other ways you maybe you didn't think of. And they're going to give an invitation. They're going to give an invitation. It is a closing sextile. So it also has a disseminating energy where you send out things that you had done before and disseminate them to folks and get them to sign up for things. So that's a kind of a positive energy there too. So we're going to watch for that. And, of course, it is our Pluto return today, the 20th. And, of course, I'm very tuned into the what's going on in Ukraine. Um, and so we'll see what happens with our Pluto return because for the United States, um, as a you know, a world power, uh, what are we what are we doing? How are we doing it? And how are we working with others? So the sky is very collaborative this week, interestingly, which I think is helpful. But I'm also looking and going, okay, when when is talk gonna be over? Mercury squares Uranus on February twenty fourth. And people go, well, what about Putin's chart? I'm like, well, you know, Putin's the KGB guy. He doesn't put his chart out. Same way it took us a while to get Ron Reagan's because, um, you know, when people understand the power of astrology, they don't always tell you their chart. Um, and so this week, Mercury is very active. He does square Uranus on the 24th, and we also see Mars and Neptune uh, sextiling, uh, Mars and Venus, rather, sextiling Neptune. So Neptune is, I'm ignoring the borders, I'm ignoring the boundaries, and they are doing the sextile on a world point. I'm 22 and a half Capricorn. And then Mars is on Vesta at 22 Capricorn, so that's on the 25th. So if we're going to have anything go down this week, it'll be the 23rd to the 25th, and then uh, probably launching on the 21st. So we'll, so we'll watch. We'll see what happens. And Venus gets to Vesta on the 27th. And then sanctions get imposed. Mars squares Eris. You know, Eris, the goddess of discord, and Mars, the planet of war. So that takes place on the 25th. And we also have Jupiter in a semi-square to Pluto on the 23rd. And Jupiter's in Pisces, semi-squaring Pluto at 27 cap. So we're going to be looking at that that time frame, you know, this week you know, is the energy. And, of course, the moon's in Libra, which is diplomacy, and then it goes into Scorpio, which is uh, the, sign of its, um, the sign of its detriment. So we'll see if, we'll see if we go down this week, um, down the little war path. Uh, and, of course, the sun is square Eris on the 27th, which is, okay, Mars and sun square Eris. Mars is in Aries. Uh, it is... Um, uh, Mars semi-squares Eris, sorry. Sorry, the sun semi-square. I'm looking at this thing. I haven't had enough coffee. The sun is semi-square Eris, and Mars is square Eris. So that's a pretty tense little patch there, that 25th to the 27th. Now, in your own life, if on a symbolic level tanks roll in the Ukraine, you're going to have tanks rolling in your life. Remember, as above, so below which is a push to get things to move, to change, to adjust the structure of your life. So it's a pretty potent week. And the Jupiter semi-square Pluto, remember, just two years ago, December of not even two years, year and a half ago, 
December of 2020 and twice earlier in the year of 2020, Jupiter and Pluto were married in Capricorn. They were happy. They were having a good time. And now the semi-square, Jupiter's in Aries, in Pisces, semi-squaring Pluto, and she's like, you're not who I thought you were. You're not, you're not that person. I thought you were this, but you're not that. I'm making her a girl voice this time, but, you know, she's having a fight with her brother. Jupiter semi-squares Pluto. They're brothers. They're brothers. And that's on the 23rd. So we're looking at the 23rd as a hot day. 20, you know, 23rd, 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 all these days on the 23rd. And Mercury is conjunct Juno on the 22nd. So that's an alliance energy. We also do have Mercury and Venus in the back end of their shadows, right? So both of them are saying, hey, I've been talking about this for a while. I need to go do something about it if I'm going to do something. So that's the energy. So again, back to what you were doing in the beginning of December, back to what you were doing on December 28th when these planets entered their retrogrades and kind of got things up and rolling. But there is a huge push this week. Not always a pleasant push, but a push nonetheless. And so when we have this, we go, okay, let's have this push. Let's push this energy forward. We also have Neptune uh, sextile Vesta on the 22nd. That's a lot of outer planet activity, right? So Neptune sextile Vesta is, and Vesta also is on a world point. Uh, world point of 22, Capri- 22 and a half Capricorn. So we know this week there are world events. Um, We also know that one of the things that we're working on, or what we're working on as a country, United States, is our Pluto return. What is our role? What is our purpose in the world? Why are we here? All those existential questions. We're all having them in our own life. We're having them as a country. You know, we're looking at things and shaking our heads and going, it shouldn't be like that. We're looking at things and going, oh, that's not bad. That's, That's a good, that's an improvement. Um, So we're looking for change this week. We're looking for a shift. We know the planets are all moving forward. They're all moving rapidly. Venus is going to speed up, and she's going to pass Mars again on the 6th, but but the two of them are working together. So it's a very collaborative week, if not with some stress. Hope that helps you get get through it. Uh, So the sun this week is early Pisces. It gets up to 9, and he has a... Uh, square to series uh, at Gemini, like what is it we're actually doing? And it can be two things, two parts, part one, part two. Uh, and he has a semi-square to Eris on the 27th. Uh, semi-squares are stressful energies that we have to figure out what we're doing. Now, you know, we've been hearing sanctions, sanctions, sanctions. We don't know what they are, but we've been hearing them. And semi-squares are stresses that are unresolvable. Uh, so we'll be we'll be curious to see what that is when the sun semi-squares Eris. Eris is very busy this week. She is the goddess of discord, war, and strife. She's Aries' sister. So, you know, gives you an idea of the energy of strife in the week, too. <laughs> Mercury is semi-square Neptune right now, uh, and he is uh, talking to us. He's going to be semi-square him tomorrow on the 21st, and then he reaches an alliance on the 22nd with Juno. He says, okay, this is how we're partnering. They're both in Aquarius. And then he sextiles Chiron on the 24th. He does have a square to Uranus on the 24th. Mercury square Uranus. It does happen, you know, uh, four times, one, you know, twice a year, one, once a year. Every, the opening, uh, this is the uh, opening square. So it's going to encourage us to take action, to say things, to do things, to get stuff out the door. And then Mercury has a quintile to Eris, the 25th. So 
he's one of the few people that can talk to people when they're cranky. So when we see Eris, uh, Mercury Eris aspect, we understand that there's a there's an energy of cranky communication on the 25th. You know, some weeks are easier than others. Last week was a little easy. This week, not so much. Uh, and Mercury also is in a semi-sextile to Jupiter. So he's going to be saying things to Jupiter and Pisces. And, of course, Jupiter has an argument with Pluto. Uh, so he's going to be comforting Pluto or comforting Jupiter after Jupiter's argument with Pluto. right? And, of course, Pluto is power. And Jupiter uh, semi-square Pluto is like power dynamics, right? So think about how everything has shifted since 2020 when we were doing the whole Ukraine thing, Jupiter-Pluto, that was part of the um, impeachment business, right? That was the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, and now we're having the semi-square. So it's interesting. And, of course, if you look at Ukraine's chart, which is out there on the Internet, it has a lot of activity this week, too. Uh, Mercury, as I mentioned, goes from 7 Aquarius to 13 Aquarius, so he's a busy guy this week, talking, talking, communicating. And Aquarius, he likes being in. He's a happy guy in Aquarius. He's exalted. So his communications are swift, clear, and generally positive because he's looking for the greater good. He's trying to make the greater good happen. And so even though he has a break-off in communication on the 24th, he has a quintile on the 25th, which is like... Uh, when when I, when I was kids was a kid and we used to wrestle as children, um, that was uncle. You know, say uncle, say uncle, and then you you know give up. I don't know why uncle was the chosen word, but it was. Uh, and then Venus, uh, then Venus this week runs. She's right on the world point, especially on the uh, from the 24th to the 26th. World events, world events. Uh, Venus is in a quintile to Athena, and Athena, of course, is in the sign of war the last couple days, which is, we've been hearing more, yep, going to invade, yep, diplomacy might not work. She runs from 21 cap to 25. Um, She has a sextile to Neptune, boundaries, boundaries on the 24th, and she has a square to Eris on the 26th. Eris is war, goddess of discord. Um, so we know 26, we know 23. We're seeing how the week's shaping up, like that middle patch, not going to be much fun. Um, and then she has a, set, a conjunction to Vesta on the 27th, which is a new home, a new land, a new work. So some of you are starting new jobs, and we'll have that settled on the 27th when Venus settles in. Mars this week, he's also traveling in Capricorn. As I mentioned, Venus and Mars are together. Uh, he's going from 20 cap to 25 cap, uh, and he has a parallel to Pluto on the 23rd. Mars parallel Pluto, it's a declination on the face of the Earth. It's a war aspect. We keep seeing the 23rd, right? That's when they're, we should probably call the State Department. Um, <laughs> Mars is also sextile Neptune on the 23rd, and then it is on Vesta on the 25th. So it's not long. It's a quick, quick little, quick little whatever it is, and then we uh, figure out what to do with it. Mars is also square Eris on the 25th, the goddess of war. And um, contra-parallel series. So there's a, there's a rejection, a departure, a leaving behind of the family. So we'll see what that shows. That's on the 27th. As I mentioned, the Jupiter-Pluto square, semi-square, you know, happens once every 12 years. It's on the 23rd. They were all kissy-huggy, Jupiter-Pluto, in 2020, when they met up, and now... 
Jupiter's turned to Pluto and says, I did not know you were like that. And Pluto's like, yep, my core essential nature. Remember when someone shows you who they are? Believe them. Believe them. This guy's killed all these reporters. <laughs> you know, he's poisoned his opposition. Hey, you know, they're going to have to be some pretty nasty sanctions to get him to bend. Um, you know, and, and his daughter does have an apartment in New York, so let's just kick her out of the United States. Um, Mars is going from Cap in 20 Capricorn to 24 Capricorn. Remember, Venus and Pluto are traveling together, as is Mars. And he's got all those heavy-duty aspects about figuring out things, and Venus has heavy-duty aspects. They both have the sextile to Neptune. They both have the conjunction to Vesta. They both have the square to Eris. So there's definitely a, a, definitely a boundary, contentious energy. Contentious? I don't think that's a word. Contentious energy. Um, Saturn is semi-square Athena. Uh, and <laughs> Saturn's in Aquarius, semi-squaring Athena in war. And Athena is strategic, and she looks and she says, you know, when you if you take those actions, Saturn, there's consequences. And Saturn's in Aquarius, so he he thinks he doesn't have to listen. Uh, a lot of times, Aquarian planets, if you tell them no, if you are an Aquarian, they tell you no, you can't do it. You go, yes, I can. And if you uh, get, you know, you try and make them do something, they rebel. So Saturn's in rebellion mode to Athena, semi-square. Right, so Athena's going. I think you might want to consider this, and uh, sounds like no. So, no energy this week. You know, people are saying, no, I don't want to do that. I want to. I don't want to do that. I want to go this way. Now we don't have to wage a war. We just have to do it. Right. Neptune sextiles Vesta on the twenty-second. Boundaries dissolving. Boundaries again on the world point. So, what's the land? What's the boundary? Where is where in our life are the boundaries that we're taking and then Vesta has a square to Eris on the 26th so we're looking at a quick little quick little um, conquer and run week or conquer and land week uh, the moon and in our own charts too remember as above so below uh, today is the 20th tomorrow and the moon's in Libra it goes void with a square to Pluto on the 21st it's President's Day it goes void at 12.012 a.m. on Monday and goes into Scorpio at 4.19 a.m. And it's in Scorpio the 21st, the 22nd, and it goes void on the 23rd uh, at 424 with a sextile to Pluto. And then it goes into Sagittarius at 829 a.m. And uh, it's in Sagittarius on Wednesday, Thursday, going void at 1024 p.m. on the 24th, moon in Sag square Neptune. And uh, then it is uh, void Thursday night goes into Capricorn uh, Friday morning at 11.27 a.m. So it's in Capricorn Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 27th. It goes void on 9.49 a.m. And it goes into Aquarius at 1.36 p.m. on the 27th. And the last aspect of the moon in Aquarius is a, sex, a conjunction to Saturn on at 9 o'clock at night on the 28th. So the moon has... A hard closing aspect today because of the, you know, the closing aspect is a square to Pluto. The Scorpio moon has a sextile to Pluto, but it's a harsh moon. The Sagittarius moon has a square to Neptune, uh, which is not being clear but definitely shifting. And then the Capricorn moon, of course, has a conjunction to Pluto for amendings. That's the 27th. And then the Aquarius moon has a conjunction to Saturn. 
the 28th. So it's an interesting week of ending energy, uh, tension energy, and of course the planets are in what's a value, how we relate, part Libra, what's a value to us on a deeper level, and also um, our vision, our dream, how are we moving towards it, what is it, and then Capricorn, how do we make it happen, and then Aquarius, who do we need to help us make it happen. So it's an interesting week. The people that are currently you're currently working with, this is the week for everybody to kind of step up and say, okay, we got this, we're on it, we're in. Or, and don't take it personally, they go, you know, I can't really do this right now. I love the idea. It's fabulous. But I don't have the bandwidth. I can't do it. I'll, can I get back to you? And if that's the case, you want to say to them, yes, you can get back to me. Um, but, we're, you know, we're moving on without you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, and, and that's okay. You know, it's, but think of how far they got you before you part because they moved you forward. That's their gun. So if they bail or they leave or they go in another direction because that's what this week is, uh, thank them for their efforts. Thank them for their support, and then you go forward and do what you have to do. Mars is in Capricorn. We all have to do what we have to do. Mars is inviting each of us to step forward. It's a bundle chart. We're supposed to focus our energy. Uh, and as we focus our energy, we move forward. And that's the energy. And the two hammers of Thor up there are going to be swinging. So stand back. Watch out for the hammer. Ann Ortley signing off from the turquoise desk overlooking Boca Ciega Bay on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning, February 20th the day of the United States' first Pluto return. Bye.